Sabonis brought it to him. Hey, what is up, everybody? You are listening to the All Pacers Pod. I'm Jack. I'm joined by Sal right there. And this, yeah, what's up, man? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, before I forget, I'm good. Before I forget, our tagline um, is we're a Pacers, or this is a Pacers podcast for Pacers fans by Pacers fans. We always mess that up, but uh, we kind of did this time. I'm going to say that we did good, though. But we got a good podcast planned today. A lot of Pacers news. Sal, uh, we haven't done this podcast in I think two weeks together, right? Two or yeah. three weeks. What's what's been going What's been going on in your life since then? Anything? Just working and uh, school. That's about it. Oh yeah. Where Where do you work? Oh no, you don't have to tell us. <laughs> I just a pizza restaurant. It's all good. I can oh, share yeah? that. Yeah. Are you a chef? I'm a uh, assistant server. Oh. So you know. Yeah, I'm looking all dapper at work, so. <laughs> like a tie and black slacks? Just, just all black. That's what's up, man. But uh, I'm guessing you consider that your second job, right? All Pacers is first? Of course, man. I love it. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get started with something that I've never done before, and this is the stat of the day. So for those of you who are familiar with the stat of the day, usually Austin, our producer, does this. And when he doesn't do it, Jeremy does it. And when Jeremy doesn't do it, nobody's done it. But I'm, I'm going to give it a shot this time, Sal. And I'm going to ask you, where were you May 7th, 2021? Probably at school. Actually, wow. no. Online school. Okay. Let's see. So I was at American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas for the Cleveland Cavaliers-Dallas Mavericks game. And I was watching someone that we should all be excited about now who at the time I knew would be a pacer or at least make the training camp roster in 2021. And this is our friend Nate Hinton, who played 13 minutes and 8 seconds for the Dallas Mavericks off the bench, shot 3 for 4 from the field, had 8 points, only 3 fouls, 1 assist and 2 rebounds. Oh, plus 1 block. So that's Nate Hinton. Do you know anything about him? Because I this is the first... Uh, game I've ever looked at of his. I'm going to be honest, I don't know anything about <laughs> Nate Hinton. <laughs> yeah, when I was trying to figure out who to do a stat of the day of, I I thought to myself, we've never done a Nate Hinton stat, and there's probably something wrong with that, but I maybe there isn't anything wrong with that. So, hey man, Nate Hinton, shout out if you're listening. Um, let's go, let's move on to news, Sal. Anything big that stands out to you, or do you want me to just go through the run-through that we have here? What or it's We're going past two weeks, so the biggest thing that stands out to you what is it? Uh, the biggest news uh, that I'd say that is Pacers related is uh, probably the uh, an inside source talking about Lance Stevenson and Wesley Matthews. Yeah. We know that uh, Lance is, of course, uh, probably one of the uh, most fan-beloved Pacers ever. Um, and it's safe to say that every single Pacers fan, or at least 90% of them, want Lance back on the team. And Wesley Matthews, you know, there's some mixed opinions. I... Uh, Certainly would rather have Lance because flashback to uh, the Boston Pacers series when Wesley threw it right out of bounds. Uh, that was a pretty uh, painful watch. But um, I hope that the Pacers can uh, make a move on one of those players because Edmund is uh, out. I guess that's the bigger news is Edmund Sumner is out for the season, most likely. So uh, getting Lance or Wesley Matthews is probably going to happen and uh, probably sooner than later. At least that's what our source is telling us. Yeah. But all signs point to the Pacers applying. I mean, the Pacers are applying for the hardship clause because not just Edmund Sumner, who is out, I think you said this, with an Achilles injury, most likely for the season, maybe even next season too. I don't know how bad it is. And we don't know when TJ Warren's coming back either. He has an injury. He's still recovering. So that's two guys that are out. The Pacers have applied for the hardship um, what, what a hardship clause, I guess. I don't, I don't know what, yeah, but yeah. And so it looks like they're looking at Lance or Wes Matthews, but it could be both too. I don't know if there's a move in the works or not. So I gotta be honest. Every time there's Lance news to the Pacers, I get hyped. I love Lance Stevenson so much. And when Oladipo went down and we signed Wes Matthews a couple years ago, I loved him. I loved Wes Matthews, man. I, I would love for him to be back on the Pacers, especially this season that has already gotten off to a terrible start. 
season hasn't even started yet. It would be nice to get some exciting, you know, moves happening for the Pacers already. And I think Lance Stevenson is the epitome of exciting Pacers. Of course. Yeah. Most entertaining. Oh yeah, man. So that's not what I thought you were going to say for the biggest news from the past two weeks, but that might be the biggest news from the past two weeks. The thing that I put as first on our rundown for news that's happened for the Pacers is the TJ Warren tweet. Oh, I guess that was, uh, the past two weeks. I didn't even think about it. So TJ Warren came out. Um, well, the, first of all, the Pacers said TJ Warren's going to be out indefinitely again, um, as he continues to recover from his foot injury. And this time TJ Warren got ahead of the media and said, Hey, I want you guys to hear it from me first. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. I'm not reading the tweet. I'll, I'll look it up in a second, but basically he wants us to the fans to hear it from him first that he wants to be back and healthy fully so that he can play good Pacers basketball. So I don't know how to take that. I mean, I want him to be healthy, obviously, but I also want to see him play. And I don't feel like we've heard all the news yet. I don't, I don't know how you feel about it. I mean, I kind of expected him not to play season opener, just judging by the lack of updates we kind of get on him. Didn't really uh, see it happening, but um I don't think missing him for the start of the season is going to be too big of an issue because we have played with uh, without him all last season, basically. Uh, as long as Miles Turner is ready to play uh, on the opener, I think we could still start off pretty hot in the start of the season. Uh, we kept relatively the same team and just added more defense, and I don't see what can go wrong. Uh, TJ Warren is kind of just like a bonus at this point. Yeah, and when – I mean, I don't know if I'd call him a bonus at this point. I think he's a crucial piece. Um, yeah. But I, I love your optimism. Something that I was excited for. I mean, I hate to turn it towards excitement. He's been dealing with this for a while, so we've had you know time to let this sit. But I was excited to see more of Edmund Sumner when this news broke because that opened up more opportunity for him like we got to see last year. And he we got to see a ton of development from him last year too. But in practice, he went down with an Achilles, a ruptured Achilles, and devastating injury. Career ending for a lot of guys. Or at least when guys rupture their Achilles, they don't come back the same player. Most notably, Kobe Bryant. We saw it from Wes Matthews when he was in Portland. I think putting up 24 points per game. I didn't do this research, so I'm guessing uh, on Wes Matthews' stats. But uh, was putting at least 20 points per game up. Ruptured his Achilles. Wasn't really the same player. But at the same time... He might have been the guy who got as close as possible to where he was pre-Achilles injury and still wasn't the same player as he was before. So devastating injury. I hope for the best for um, Edmund Sumner's recovery process, no doubt. I know you feel the same. And for someone who relies on speed and athleticism as much as Edmund Sumner does, this is going to be a tough road for him. So we wish him nothing but the best. What, what do you... When you look at the roster now, now that TJ Warren's down, now that um, and we don't know when TJ Warren's coming back, and now that Sumner's down, what's what's the move for the Pacers? Is it like Duarte time? Because that's kind of how I'm seeing it. I don't know if Duarte is going to be the next guy up uh, to get a lot of minutes in this absence. I think that O'Shea has been so good in the end of last season, and I think he continues to get that uh, significant role like he did last year. He was really a beast for us last year. Um, whether we put O'Shea in the starting lineup, which I, I doubt we do, but um, unless we put him at the small four, which he can do, but uh, maybe we see Duarte in the starting lineup or maybe we see, honestly, my bet is that Justin Holiday starts, which I'm okay with. Yeah. But uh, at least that means that, yeah, Duarte and O'Shea are going to get minutes off the bench for sure. But uh, I, I'd like to see Justin start again because I'm a big Justin Holiday fan, but yeah, no doubt. Keep him happy too, especially since we kind of broke his heart a little bit trading away Aaron Holiday. Yeah. But yeah, Duarte is someone that I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of. Um, like you said, O'Shea Brissett, I, I hope can slide into that small forward role. I know he played a lot of power forward. Is it, I mean, is it crazy to say that Jeremy Lamb could fill in too? Or is the Jeremy Lamb era over in Indy? I personally would like it to be over. I mean, if Edmund and TJ are injured, we're probably going to see Jeremy Lamb in the second unit because Duarte is 
also going to be there, and he'll be – well, I mean, there's always a chance we don't see him. I don't, it depends how much we want to play like Isaiah Jackson and Goga, but I think Lamb will get minutes because he is still a quality NBA player, I'd say. Yeah. Um, the My hunch, though, about you know Warren going down was the Pacers probably had an idea that it wasn't healing quickly like they had hoped, and I bet that's part of the reason we got Torrey Craig was to fill in that role the starting in the starting five, which I I mean is okay, I guess. I'm not like the biggest Tory Craig guy. I still think he comes off the bench though. You do? I, I still think Justin Holiday's got that. Yeah, I we'll see. I I, I would bet it's between those two at least. Tory Craig doesn't give as much uh, spacing as Justin does, and if you're running Domas in the starting lineup and Karras also kind of not the best three point shooter. I think it's safe to say that Justin gets that spot. Yeah. Well, I mean, either way, it's not TJ Warren, but I guess it'll have to do. Yeah. So we'll for sure see an uptick in usage from Karis LeVert, Brogdon, Sabonis, probably not Turner because we always think we will and we don't. Yeah. But let's let's keep talking about Duarte too because every year a handful of rookies sign with some of the you know bigger sneakers sneaker companies like Nike, Adidas, Puma randomly as of late but Duarte got a Nike deal and I was kind of stoked when I saw that because Nike doesn't miss right don't they always get the best guys so you you have the list of guys that signed with Nike I think so there's nine rookies that signed with Nike uh I'll read off the list we got Cade Cunningham uh biggest name obviously Scotty Barnes uh uh supposed to be Pacer Josh Giddy. uh we got Kaminga Davion Mitchell uh Book Knight, uh Josh Primo uh, Duarte and Moody, also uh, another one of those Man, guys. Primo's getting so much love. Yeah, he's, uh, he's the youngest in the draft, I believe. The Spurs reached for him like crazy. I think they could have traded down probably six picks and still got him, maybe even 16. But, hey, shout out Duarte, man, Nike. Hopefully it's a big deal, lucrative, and, you know, spread the love, man. We've been fans forever. Spread the love. Uh, Matt Ants made a trade. We got Benny Boatwright, who used to play for USC, I believe. Uh, my my buddies out in Southern California loved Benny Boatwright for whatever reason, but he's floating around the G League. And I I had to share this because, to be honest, I didn't even know the G League could make trades. So yeah, the Pacers that. got Benny Boatwright and a second pick for, I don't even, I think like salary cap or money or something. So exciting. Um, I will tell you the Matt Ants did draft um, Hassan, no, Hashim Thabit. Last year in the first round. So I don't even know how important the draft is. But hey, Benny Boatwright, man, he looked good in summer league. So yeah, got to be excited about that. And then finally, Miles Turner um, came out. I guess this is one of the more interesting pieces of news. But he came out talking about his mental health um, this offseason. Got, he said, in April to 280 pounds, 14% body fat. And he's cut it back down. He's down to 255, 8.5% body fat. Looks like he's doing better with his mental health and I that dude constantly hears how he's not a good fit for his team is always in these trade rumors I'm sure it gets to his head I know he's a multimillionaire, and anyone or most people would trade with him to you know have an NBA career making what 20 million a year yeah but it still is I mean you still gotta root for the dude when he's going through this stuff and uh, it's good to see him getting back on track what friend of the podcast Scott Pollard once said to us was if he played against Miles Turner, Miles Turner wouldn't score a point against him. And I know if Scott Pollard sees these numbers for his weight going down like this, it's even going to emphasize his point more because he said he's so skinny, he can't play center. But hey, man, it's the 2021 center. I don't, I don't know how. I've never looked at Miles Turner as skinny, but you know. Crazy two weeks for Pacers, you know? <laughs> yeah. The real reason that we're doing this podcast today is because we have an exciting draft we're going to do and we love doing drafts here at the all pacers pod and sal who if you guys follow us on instagram which i'm guessing you do if you found this podcast sal's been running our instagram all dot pacers or at all dot pacers for about a month now maybe more i don't know probably more yeah Um, if you don't know sal already you probably have guessed it from the way he just said about he is canadian and he's been running the pacers biggest indiana pacers canadian that I wait biggest Canadian Pacers fan that I know. There we go. There you go. And has been killing it on Instagram. 
I wanted to celebrate your Canadianism because I don't know I don't know a lot of Canadians. So, like I said, we love to do drafts here. And Sal, you you've already been briefed on this. So everyone listening, he's not just totally going to guess. But what we're going to do today is we're going to do a Pacers slash Raptors slash Vancouver Grizzlies draft. And here's how it works: we can only draft players who, in their career, have played for both the Raptors and Pacers, or have played for both the Pacers and Vancouver Grizzlies, not Memphis Grizzlies, just when they're in Vancouver. And I don't think I'm missing any Canadian teams, am I? Nope. Did you did, have you heard of the Vancouver Grizzlies? You knew about yes, them, right? Yes, of course, of course. Well, are are you you're closer to Toronto, correct, than Vancouver? Yeah. Okay, because you're East Coast. No. Like Central. Central. Okay, that's right. I I don't know Canada yet. I'm learning. Okay, so bear with me. But I mean, when we're looking through these. You, I mean, the way to do it is you go to Basketball Reference and you go year by year for the Raptors. And when you see a Pacers name, you click on it. Yeah. Figure it out. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. I sat down. I did it all. Um, I did all of it today. We have some more of these actually lined up for here in the future. But we're doing the Canadian one today. So Sal, I'm assuming you're ready to go. Yes. So we got to figure out a. Hey, Rio, my wife's over here. I'm gonna have her hold up a number one or two. You can't see it, correct, Sal? I cannot see it. So will you hold up a one or two, Rio? Okay. Is she holding up one or two? This she was uh and this determines the draft order. So if you're right, you get the first pick. And we're gonna do a serpentine draft too. But she is holding up one finger and it was her middle finger. I think think she was, you know, just flipping me off for disturbing her right now. So hey, you guessed wrong and I got flipped off. Yeah. But I also get a start, so it worked out. So I'm going to go ahead and start this draft. Oh, and here's how it works, too. Here's how we're going to draft. We talked about it ahead of time. We I think we're going to do eight guys, maybe. Eight players. Does that sound good to Seven you? Seven or eight, yeah. Yeah, it would have been five if there weren't so many Pacers that everybody knows. It's crazy how many guys played for the Raptors. And I think, I mean, there's one guy I'm, I might draft first overall. I feel like it's cheating, but if I don't take him, I'm going to take this next guy, and I totally forgot. We both know who the who the one two picks are. Yeah, I think we do. I just <laughs> I don't know if I I can. I don't I don't know, man. We're, we'll see. I, but okay, here's how it's going to work. You have to have two guards, two forwards, and a center in your starting lineup. Okay, I didn't tell you this. And then your next three, let's say it has to be one guard, one forward, one center for your bench. Yeah, cool. Can you make that work? I can. And guys that are combos, like if they played guard in their career or forward in their career, they can go either way. Perfect. So I'm going to go ahead and start. I know there's an obvious pick. I have a really hard time taking him because I don't really want to argue it. So I'm going to go ahead and take the mighty, mighty Jermaine O'Neal. And I'm going to put him at center. And I uh, see that you're wearing your Jermaine O'Neal jersey, so I'm guessing that's who you're going to take first. It was. But now it opens it up to an obvious pick for you, potentially. Yeah. But let me go to um, Jermaine O'Neal stats for the Raptors, first of all, because I honestly forgot that he played for the Raptors. I don't know if you I knew remember. That. Yeah, so he was there for a brief stint in 2008 to 2009, played 41 games. This is after Indiana. He had th- or he averaged 13.5 points, seven rebounds, 1.6 assists and two blocks. This is like, you know, J- Jermaine O'Neal started wearing down in his career. 2007-8 for the Pacers that season. Really didn't look like himself anymore. Started wearing down, got hurt. After that, went to Toronto. So, oh, and I didn't even mention, we're drafting based on prime, not based on how they were at Indiana yeah, of course. or Toronto. Yeah, that's, what I, that's what I assumed. Yeah, so um, I'm going to go ahead and take prime Jermaine O'Neal, which was 2004-2005, I think third in MVP voting the year before. But I'm going to do 2004-2005. This was Malice at the Palace here. Average, was averaging 24.3 points per game that season, 8.8 rebounds, 1.9 assists, two blocks. And the main reason I'm taking this year is not just stats alone, but because he just needs a win from that year, man. I don't know if we talked about the documentary, but that was a hard year for him. And it's still kind of defining his career, too. So, hey, Jermaine O'Neal, that's you're my guy. I'm taking 0405, Jermaine O'Neal. Sal, you got two picks now as we're doing a serpentine draft. Yes. And for those of you, oh, sorry, for those of you who don't know what a serpentine is, 
basically we're slithering back and forth. So I start, Sal goes, then Sal goes, then I go, then I go, then Sal goes, then Sal goes, then I go. And we just go like that back and forth. I hope that made sense. I don't know if that made sense, but just follow along, I guess. So Sal, you get two picks basically. So what's your first pick? So uh, technically, uh, he didn't play for the Pacers, but uh, for the content, um, we're going to take Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, man, this this was the this was the guy that I didn't know if we could take. We'll do it. We'll take him. I think it it counts. Yeah, because when I was looking through here, hey man, there's a couple guys who there's for sure one who never played for the Pacers was waived before. He played, but I put him on this list. And then there's a couple coaches too for the Pacers that never played for the Pacers but played for the Raptors. So hey, let's let's count Kawhi Leonard because there's other choices that technically don't count either. What what made you take Kawhi here? Uh, well, first of all, you know he's an NBA champion on the Raptors, uh, Finals MVP, hit one of the biggest shots in the playoffs in history. Uh, probably his prime year was uh, maybe not statistically, but was definitely in Toronto. Uh, Surprised everyone with that championship and that shot, and I got to give it to him. It's an obvious choice. Obvious choice. Two times, two time Finals MVP. Two or three time. Two time. Two time. Spurs and Raptors, and just kind of coasting now in his career. So hey, shout out. He's doing exactly what I'm sure he wanted to do with his basketball career. So he'll get another one. He'll get another one. You think? I just feel like he's fine, just chilling now, getting his money and chilling. We'll see. I don't want to put words in his mouth. Yeah, we'll see, but. Great pick there. Um, do you got a second pick? Or I'm assuming you're putting him at forward. Yeah, I think as of right now. Yeah, I don't th- actually. I'm looking at it now. He never played guard in his career. So he's a forward then. So he's a forward. Yep. All right. Um, I'd say this one's also a pretty easy pick for me. Uh, it was between two guys, and uh, I'm gonna go with Jalen Rose. Oh man, I thought you were gonna look over him. No, I gotta go with Jalen Rose. Oh man, that's such a good pick. Give us your reasoning for Jalen Rose. Well, you know, Jalen Rose is a uh, a good guard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's the best guard on the list. I got. Uh, he, uh, I think he fits the team well. Uh, he's a twenty point per game scorer. Uh, he played a little bit better in Chicago than he did in Indiana, but. Uh, we're gonna prime you get prime uh, Jalen Rose. Prime Jalen so. Rose, and uh, he's he's a uh, he's a pretty long tenured Pacer. So um, yeah, I mean that's who I was gonna pick. I think he's probably I think that's you know third guy taken on this list. I think that makes sense. I might be getting a steal actually at this next one because you could argue that this guy could have gone third. Uh, three-time All-Star for the Sacramento Kings, but played for both Indiana and Toronto. This is Peja Stojakovic. That was my next pick. Well, I mean, it makes sense, right, Fourth? So, hey, shout, shout out to all of our Croatian fans out there. We know who you are. Willem, if there's anyone else who's Croatian, shout out. But all I know is Willem, and that might be it. But, hey, Peja Stojakovic, three-time All-Star in Sacramento, like I said. In 03-04, averaged 24 points per game. Uh, shot, where is it, 43.3% from three. 93% from the free throw line, had six rebounds, 1.3 steals, two assists, and just a stud. Maybe the greatest Croatian basketball player of all time, potentially, probably not. What's the, the former Bulls player, Kukoc? Was he Croatian? I think so. I think so. Okay, so maybe the second best Croatian player of all time. Um, Pejan Stojakovic played for Indiana in 5 6 where he averaged 19.5 points. That was the year he was traded from Sacramento to Indiana and then didn't re-sign with Indiana after that season, went to New Orleans. And then in 2010-2011, played two games for the Toronto Raptors. And you know what? That's good enough to make this list. So played a total of 42 games for the Pacers and Raptors combined. And I have prime Peja Stojakovic. I'm going to put him at small forward. Because the next guy I'm going to take is Indiana Pacers legend Antonio Davis. All right. Is that who, you're, is that who you wanted? I was going to take him. I think the top five is understood. And after this, I think it gets a little more foggy, potentially. There might be one guy who could go next. 
as a oh we might have actually missed a good one but yeah i'm gonna go antonio daniels one-time all-star or i mean antonio davis sorry one-time all-star for the toronto raptors part of those indiana teams uh the from 93 to 99 one of the davis brothers not really dale davis's brother but i mean Antonio Davis was a staple in Indiana basketball for for a while and someone that all Indiana Pacers fans in the 90s loved. Antonio Davis, man, that's our guy. And I don't know if you knew this, Sal. We were lining up an interview with him one time and was he was down and then out of nowhere he ghosted me. We man. almost we almost interviewed Antonio Davis. So that hey, if, if it ever happens, man, I'm I I have his phone number. So oh, I'm really Yep, so I've texted him a couple times to try to make it work, but I'm not trying to annoy him too. So I'm going to try to make it work one day, but so, uh, any hesitation so far on my picks? Nope. Uh, I think that you picked everyone that I was lined up to pick. So, uh, yeah. And now it's just, we're just having fun now. I feel now like it's just having fun. Yeah. So can I pick like a team, like the player that was on both the Raptors and the Pacers? Can I pick a team that he wasn't, like his best season on any team. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. All right. So I'm going to go with Jarrett Jack. Oh. From 2011 to 2012 on the, what is that, the Pelicans? Yeah. Or no, it was the Hornets then. Yeah, it was the Hornets back then. Whoa, he was good that year. Whoa. Yeah, he averaged uh, 15 and a half. We got six assists. That's what I wanted, my guard. And. Uh, he's a good shooter too. Um, get his free throws. That's also a plus. I thought he was in Indiana longer than one season. Yeah, I guess it's only one season. Yeah, and then Toronto right after. Unreal, man. Yeah, Jarrett Jack, good career. Played for a lot of teams. Pacers, Toronto, both of those being two of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams that he played for. Um, when you think of Jarrett Jack, what team do you think of? Warriors. I do too. Isn't that weird? And he only played there one year. I, I don't know why, but I think of the Warriors. I think it was when the Warriors were starting to get hot. Um, yeah, 2012-2013. But yeah, weird that that's the team you would think of. But I guess he never was on a team for too long. Hornets, and then came back when they were the Pelicans. I have a journey, man. Yeah, just a journey. Uh, one of those point guards who float around. Yeah, good pick, man. All right, so that's your guard. I haven't really been keeping track of your team. So you have Kawhi, Jalen Rose, and Jarrett Jack. So I have my two guards, my one forward, and then okay. and uh, I'm going to go with Louis Scola. Louis Scola, okay. Let me just find the year that I want to pick here. So I'm going to try to guess what teams he's played for before I look this up. Rockets, Pacers, Raptors, obviously. Um, Nets. What else did he play for? Is it just Spurs? He played for the Spurs, I believe. Nope. Did oh. say Houston? I said Houston. I missed Phoenix. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, okay. well, I'm going to go with 2010-2011. Uh, Louis Scola averaged 18. Whoa. Kind of crazy. How many rebounds did he have that season? Um, 8.2. Yeah, eight point two. So that's that. That's where that's good in the power forward. Yeah, started every game he played. And he was a shooter. Point. He was a shooter. Mm-hmm. That man could stretch the floor. I like this pick. He's the perfect European player who's not from Europe. <laughs> exactly. Argentinian still kicking in the uh, international ranks. So. Forty, forty something in the. Uh, yeah, forty, forty-one. In the Olympics, right? Yeah. Hey, good. Hey, man, good pick. I did not think you were gonna take him, because I see two guys that I would have thought you would have taken next, but I didn't realize Scola averaged eighteen points, eight rebounds one year. So, all right, so I gotta go guard, and we haven't given enough love to the Grizzlies of Vancouver yet. I know who you're taking. Yeah, well, that's the only guy who played for both the Grizzlies and Pacers. So I guess I gotta take him, and this dude is Byron Scott. AKA Lord Byron. So most people know him as a Laker coached as well. Um, I believe was the fill-in coach for the the Warriors and they won a championship or was, I guess Luke Walton might've been there. I don't remember, but 
Most people know him from the Lakers, but he also played for Indiana from 93 to 95. And then the next season, 95 to 96, played for Vancouver, the Grizzlies. So averaged 10 points per game all three of those years for the Pacers and Vancouver Grizzlies. But the year I'm going to take him, and he's a guard, I'm going to put him at shooting guard. I'm going to take 87-88 Lakers, Byron Scott, where he averaged 21.7 points per game, four assists per game, four rebounds per game, and 1.9 steals per game. So really solid shooting guard that fell to me with my fourth pick, and I'm stoked, man. You got to love Byron Scott and what he brings to the team. And, yeah, and also shout-out to the Vancouver Grizzlies, or the Grizzlies of Vancouver, however you want to say it. That's my shooting guard. I need to draft a guard now. Yes. And this is this is where it gets tough, man. Because I see one guy I want to take, but he's not a guard. And I, there's a lot of guys who I just really loved. As I know exactly a, who my next two picks are. So. Oh, for real? <laughs> yep. Shoot, man. Well, I don't even know who my next pick is. So I see a few guys who I remember when I was younger loving in Indiana. And I might just have to take it for... Um, memory sake, man, do I, do I take one of the four TJs to ever play in the NBA? Go ahead. This is tough. I feel like I'm going to take this and then you're going to get the guy that I should have taken. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go TJ Ford. All right. AKA the little engine or rat. That's what his nicknames are on basketball reference. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, point guard from Texas, played for the Pacers from 08 to 2011, played for Toronto from 06 to 08. And I'm going to take uh, first year in Indiana, TJ Ford. And this is when I first, you know, I mean, I was still a Pacers fan, obviously, in 08. But I really enjoyed TJ Ford this season. Um, he was in that line of, of Indiana point guards where it's just random. And every year it felt like it was a different guard. I guess Jarrett Jack was the one year. TJ Ford. And then he got hurt throughout his career. And then we saw like Darren Colliston. I, I don't want to use all these names because there's another guy who's coming up here soon potentially. But um, yeah, he's in that line of Indiana point guards who's like not flashy or like a superstar, but handles the offense and people love his uh the way that he plays and fit with indiana really well so i'm gonna go ahead and take tj ford 0809 pacers where he averaged 15 points per game five assists 1.2 steals was uh he on your radar at all nope all right (laughs) i've got my next pick is a steal that's all i'm gonna say okay man i'm i'm curious who you're gonna pick then Okay, well, this guy is going to be my center. And he averaged 20 points, 1985 and 1986. Mm -hmm. Herb Williams averaged 20 points and nine rebounds and two and a half blocks. I didn't even know how good this man actually was. Uh, He cannot shoot the three to save his life, but... um, he could shoot free throws relatively well. So, I mean, a 20 and 10 guy, I think that's a steal for my center. Herb Williams, no doubt, Pacers legend, top 20 all-time Pacer. And I'm really glad you said his name correctly because whenever Jeremy and Austin say it, they say Herb. And every time I correct them, but they, I don't think they'll ever learn. So I'm glad you got Herb right. It's Herb Williams. Uh, great pick, man. Is So he's your center, I'm guessing. He's my center. So uh, right now I got Jarrett Jack, Jalen Rose, Kawhi, Louis Scola, and Herb Williams. Jeez, man, what a lineup! You got to be stoked about that. I already know who my next pick is too. Let's go. So this is our backups now. So, so we this need is one my guard. backup point guard. Okay, one guard, one forward, one center. This pick is very personal for me. Uh, I got to take the six god and uh, Corey Joseph. Now I got a little story about Corey Joseph. So Corey Joseph was there when I. Uh, he was there in 2017, 18 in Indiana, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was. So, I mean, he was there when I was first a fan. But also, uh, being we both are Canadian and he played on Team Canada, uh, two years ago when they came to do an exhibition game against Team Nigeria in my city, um, I actually talked to Corey Joseph a little bit. I had this huge poster 
poster board of Corey Joseph and I was talking to him. I was like, get him to sign it. I was yelling at him and he was like, yeah, I'll come sign it after I shoot around. And then like he said, he'd come sign it. And then he had to go to the locker room with the team for a bit. And uh, as he was running in the locker room, he looks at me and he points at me and he's like, I'll be right back. And then as I'm waiting there, I'm waiting at the, like the tunnel and the security guard makes me go back to my seat and I never got that coveted autograph. Oh no. And it was so disappointing. But I mean, that's my boy. So, uh, you know, he likes my comments on Instagram all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of him. He's a nice guy too. Dude, that's awesome. One day we'll get that. We'll get that poster signed if you still have it. Of course I do. Good but man. Surprisingly, um, Corey Joseph's best season statistically was this last year in Detroit, where he averaged 12, uh, five and a half assists, and um, shot almost 90% from the free throw line. And uh, not too nice from three, but yeah, I'm actually pretty surprised this was his best year. I thought it would be a Raptors year, but it's not. Hey, and even if the stats aren't the best available, we all had to have known you were going to take a Canadian-born player sooner rather than later, you know? And I'm glad you got him at the pick that you did. Loved him in Indiana. When he left, I know everyone was bummed. Um, But, yeah, just one of those guys that I really enjoyed in Indiana, um, and I know a lot of people did too. So, Yes. How many years do you think he has left in the NBA? Corey Joseph? Yeah. Over, under one and a half. Oh, really? You don't think he has that? Oh, I think he's got way more than one and a half. I think, think? he's got... Uh, how old is he? Let me check. I'm he's looking not too. super old. He's uh, he's only 30. Yeah, I'm, I give him at least like three years at least. Really? Yeah, he's he's still good. He's still a good backup point guard. All right, so you're going over. I'm gonna um, go over too. So I guess my my uh, line was bad. So <laughs> um, yeah. So let's yeah. I'll I'll go three years. I think that's fair. Someone write that down. We're, we're making guesses right now. All right, and that was your guard. Do you want to do serpentine? Yeah, we can continue serpentine. Yeah, yeah. You got it. You want me to go? Yeah, sure. So who were who were your last two picks? It was Corey Joseph. Williams and Corey Williams. Williams. That's right. Okay, so I get two. And I can't believe I missed this guy. So I got to go for him. Played for Indiana in 2011-2012 for 22 games. Played for Toronto in 2011-2012 for 42 games. So it was in Toronto and Indiana in the same season. I feel like that's bonus points alone <laughs> yeah, right there. But one of my favorite teams in the 2000s, uh, or the late 2000s was the Phoenix Suns. And one of the most exciting players on that team was Leandro Barbosa. So quick with his first step, shot well from three. Actually way better than I remember because I'm looking at his season that I'm going to pick right now, which is 06-07 for Phoenix. Shot 43.4% from the three. This was one of those teams where like, they start the Suns started shooting threes like crazy in 0607. I think they had that seven second offense with Mike D'Antoni. And Barbosa was a crucial piece on that team. Played 32.7 minutes, averaged 18 points, four assists, and um just a solid player off the bench. So I'm gonna go 0607, Leandro Barbosa as my backup guard. And I gotta tell you, I can't believe I missed him. Um but I'm glad I got him at my sixth overall player. So let me write this down. And I think the centers are so bad. I feel like I can just look past the centers and draft a guy that I just want. And you know what my team's missing? Other than Jermaine O'Neal and Antonio Davis, and I'm sure TJ Ford and really Byron Scott too, and probably Peja Soyakovich as well. And you know what? While I'm at it, I guess Leandro Barbosa. Other than those six guys, the thing that my team is missing is fight. And I know what you're saying. How's your team missing fight? You just said your six guys all have fight in them. Look, man, this team can't have enough. And when I say fight, like they all have that gene. But this guy is a psycho when it comes to it. 
And I'm not even looking at the stats here. I just have to have that cycle mentality. Maybe the greatest college basketball player of our generation. I'm going Tyler Hansbrough, Psycho T. Played for the Pacers in a crucial time from 09 to 2013. And then from there, went to the Raptors from 13 to 15. And I'm looking at his stats now. Not great stats, but what he brought to the court, man, was so good. And I'm not even going to take him NBA stats. I'm not even going to look up his college stats, but I'm going to take him from North Carolina. So I'm going to take a 19-year-old Tyler Hansbrough. <laughs> and, man, I'm just I'm not even going to restrain him at all. Like, he's going for it. I'm, I need to see that fight day in and day out. I need you to lead the the league in ejections, psycho T, technicals. We just got to let him loose. So I'm going Tyler Hansborough. And you got two two picks left, and then I have one more after that. So who who do you – you need a uh, forward and a forward center? Forward center. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I'm also going to go more recent. Uh, I was thinking about C.J. Miles, but I think I'm going to also stick with the personal picks. I'm going to go with O'Shea. You know, that's my Let's boy, go. another Canadian beast. He played in that exhibition game that I was at, even though I didn't know that was him. Uh, but turns out I've watched a Pacers player. Uh, two, actually, because Corey Joseph, too. So, you know, I got to represent O'Shea. And, uh, you know, I, I don't really need to talk about his stats because we've all seen what he did last year. And, uh, you know, we're hopefully going to get it again this year. So, um yeah, uh, O'Shea's grown into one of my favorite players on the team just within last year. I just like his mentality, and uh, I really liked his uh, energy that he brought, especially um, was in that Hornets uh, play-in game where he was, you know, he said some words that uh, you could see if he read lips, but it was pretty uh, entertaining, I've got to say. Dude, I love it. Can't, be, uh, can't go wrong with O'Shea Brissett here. And if we're talking prime O'Shea Brissett, it's obviously the Pacers. But we're going to May 16th, 2021, when the Pacers faced off against his former team, the Toronto Raptors. O'Shea Brissett put up 31 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, and shot 63% from 3, 5 for 8. So, I mean, if that's prime O'Shea Brissett, that's a great pick as your second-to-last player. Uh, And then... um... You know, my backup unit, it's uh, missing a little bit of size. So uh, I'm going to go with the Beast. Uh, This guy never actually played for the Pacers because he got cut before the season. But I'm going to go with one of the heaviest NBA players in history. Six foot nine, 300 pounds, Oliver Miller, the big O. He's been the the heaviest player in NBA history. He's just a beast of a man. And, you know, let's see his stats here. So, oh, he actually almost averaged 10 points in his career in one season. No, sorry. He averaged, um, in Toronto, he averaged 13 points. I'm very surprised. 13 points and almost eight rebounds and two blocks. I didn't even expect him to be good, but, um, yeah, Oliver Miller. He's um, a good pick, I actually uh, just found out, but. I just know him for being the heaviest player in the NBA, but turns out he's also uh, pretty good. So, yeah, had a good career in Toronto or a good season in Toronto, I guess. When the Pacers had him, and I believe it was oh four, oh five, or oh three, oh four. I can't remember. Oh, I guess he played for Minnesota oh three, oh four. The Pacers had uh, had him on their training camp roster. He didn't end up making the team, but we're counting it because, I mean, look, we counted Kawhi Leonard. I feel like this counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, like you said, the biggest guy I think was 320 at one point. Looks like the Timberwolves listed him at 280. Yeah. So I don't know what his heaviest weight was in his career. It looks like 280 for his career. I just what... looked it up on Google, and um, on, I don't know if this is a reliable source, but just says that he's 300 pounds. So, you know, we'll round up and say that that's what it is for the for the content. He's 300 pounds. Look, I think he was more than 300 pounds looking at him. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But played till 2010, I saw overseas. So had a career, was in the uh, ABA for a little bit, in the G League as well, or the D League at the time, at points, I believe. I was doing some research on him earlier. And uh, 
really fought for his career, and you got to respect that man. Look, wasn't really ever in the best shape, but he was six foot nine, had to fight those big centers in his era, and can't blame him for it, you know. So shout out Oliver Miller, great pick, and that's your team, correct? So I got to make my center. Yeah, I got to make my center selection. I got to tell you, I'm not stoked about. It. I've narrowed it down to two guys. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say I've narrowed it down to three guys, but quickly take one out. So the one I'm gonna take out is Greg Foster. Damn. Who was a Pacers assistant coach last season, and most of Pacers, most Pacers fans wouldn't know he was an assistant coach until Goga Batadze cussed him out. And that's when we really figured out who Greg Foster was. And the reason I'm going to knock him out of the running for my backup center position is, first of all, his stats weren't great. Um, And also wasn't a great coach for the Pacers either. But I got Tyler Hansbrough on my team. If Tyler Hansbrough says something to Greg Foster, which I'm totally encouraging him to say stuff to everybody on my team, um, I don't think that's going to end well. I feel like Greg Foster is a straight shooter, is going to, you know, cut out any slander, any kind of, you know, fiery personality at its source. And I feel like a Tyler Hansborough, Greg Foster fight is just brewing. In the same way Lance Stevenson, Evan Turner fight happened, um, I feel like we're going to see that constantly from Greg Foster and Tyler Hansborough. So he's out of the running. That was a long explanation for it, but he's out. So I've narrowed it down to two guys. I got one from Slovenia and another from Slovenia. So I'm taking a Slovenian backup center right here. And I don't know, Sal, would you take Primoz Brzezic or Rasho Nasarovic? Do you remember either of them in Indiana? You know what? I'd flip a coin because I don't know who each of those guys are. And I'd just pick whoever, <laughs> whichever one you want. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go with the guy that I definitely remember because when I was a kid, my dad asked me who the best centers were in the NBA. And he was for the Spurs at the time. And that's Rasha Nasterovich. And when I said he was one of the best centers in the NBA, I uh, was quickly corrected. And I should have been. Because when, I'm guessing it was probably 03, 04, I was probably third, fourth grade, had 8.7.7 rebounds per game for the Spurs. So definitely not. But when he was in Indiana, 6.8 points. Um, 3.4 rebounds, and that was 08, 09, and then played for the Raptors from 06 to 08, and then Pacers, like I said, 08 to 09, and then back to the Raptors 2009, 2010. So played for both, but I'm going to go prime Rashon Nasarovic, which is 02, 03, Minnesota Timberwolves. That's 11.2 points, 6.5 rebounds, and 1.5 blocks. Not a flashy player, but look, there's not a lot of great players left on this list. So I'm- Solid pick. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's the the guy to go with. I saw Zan Tabak, Tabak, um, our Croatian listener Willem has told me how to pronounce his name before, and I forgot. So uh, sorry about that, Willem. But Zan Tabak was also a choice. I didn't look up his stats, but I'm going Rasha Nasterovic. So hey, Sal, why don't you give us your team, and then I'll give you mine. Got Jarrett Jack at the one, Jalen Rose at the two. Kawhi Leonard, the, the the captain at the three. Louis Scola, the stretch big at the four. Herb Williams, the rebounding god at the center position. <laughs> then we have Corey Joseph off the bench. Uh, O'Shea, got my Canadian boys. And then uh, Oliver Miller, the unit. The unit. <laughs> In an 82-game season, I'm saying your team wins 58. Okay. Maybe 62. I'd say 60. Maybe, yeah. actually. You got a in nice team. Today, in today's NBA, yeah, I'd say 60. You got a nice team, man. Jalen Rose, Kawhi Leonard, Prime Herb Williams, Prime Louis Scola, Prime Jarrett Jack, Prime Corey Joseph. O'Shea Brissett. Yeah, man, that's a nice team. Yeah, it's pretty good. But I got to say, man, I think that's the second best team drafted tonight. Let me go over my oh, team. Oh, really? Okay. So I got TJ Ford at guard, Byron Scott at guard. Then I have Antonio Davis, Peja Stojakovic at my two forwards. I'm going to flip them. Peja is my small forward. That Antonio, makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, Antonio's power. And then I have Jermaine O'Neal at center. Second best pacer all time, potentially. Probably, probably not, but top top five, definitely. And then uh, my backups, I have Leandro Barbosa, 
Psycho T, Tyler Hansborough, and Rasho Nesterovich. So definitely a, a big drop off there. But I got to say, my starting lineup, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, we'll have to do a vote, a uh, fan vote. We will. And we'll see uh, what the listeners think. Yeah. And uh, let's go over some guys that we didn't draft. Does that sound good? And then we'll wrap this podcast up because they're. I don't know if you had the same thought as I did, but it's crazy how many guys there are that have played for both the Raptors and Pacers, especially guys that we know. So let's start. You you drafted O'Shea Brissett, correct? Yes, I did. So, okay, after that, one of the, the guys that I'm surprised neither of us ended up taking was part of the um, 2017 Pacers. Yeah, 2016-17 or I guess he was there 14 to 17. I didn't realize he was there that long. CJ Miles, right? Yep, CJ Miles, man. So three-point shooter, solid player. You, I mean, one of those guys that you could always count on to score a three. Or if he was shooting it, it always felt like it was going in. We missed DJ Augustine. Um, we missed Rajul Butler, RIP. Yeah. Primo's Brizic, like I said. Greg Foster, we skipped. Uh, Haywood Workman, who is a common name on this podcast. Yeah. Played for both the Raptors and Pacers, and now is an NBA ref. We also missed Popeye Jones, who is a Pacers assistant coach. Popeye. A beloved Pacers assistant coach. Yes. And peaked, I believe, for the Raptors. Let's see. Or Dallas had 11.3 points at one point and 11 rebounds. So had 11 and 11 one season. Let's see. Then we got John Long, who I don't know anything about, so I'm not even going to try. <laughs> yep, me either. Zon Tabak. And then Carlos Rogers, who I also don't know anything about. So Neither I, do I. And that wraps it up. But that's a lot of guys, man. It's fun. Yeah, especially the Raptors have been around since, what, 1995 or 94? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Something like 94, that. 94, 97, one of those years. Yeah, so the fact that we trade players around like this is kind of wild. Because I've been planning out a... A couple other drafts like this with some of my buddies who are fans of other teams besides the Pacers. And the pickings are slim. Not a lot of great players in those drafts compared to this. So I think this is the best one yet. Might be the best one that we'll do ever. And uh, But for now, hey, Sal, this was a blast. And I got to say, I, I feel like you're really good at drafting. Do you think this could turn into an NBA executive position one day. Yeah. You know, I was supposed to win fantasy basketball league uh, with my friends last year. And uh, unfortunately uh, seven of my best players got injured right before the first week of the playoffs. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm a great GM. I've been doing this. Uh, like they call me the goat GM. So, <laughs> you know, I make my picks properly and uh, my team's going to execute. I love it, man. Well, Hey, we're going to wrap this up. So, um, we'll also have a graphic available on Instagram and potentially Twitter too of our teams. We'll let you guys decide who you think did the best. And Sal, until next time, peace out. Bonus brought it to him.